Blog Talk Radio.
now. Welcome to Prayer International Radio. Um, our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please give us a call. Um, I'm your host, Sean Holmberg. Um, be, I will be joined by um, the other host, Christopher Herzog, um, later in the broadcast. And so for the next two hours, um, we're pretty much here to pray for you. We're pretty much here to intercede for you, for your lives, for your families, for your friends, for your neighbors, um, for the cities, communities, states, um, countries, nations, um, entire continents, the entire earth. Because um, that's what we are. We're intercessors. We are men and women of God, and not just me and Chris, um, for all of you who have listened to these broadcasts over the last couple months. Um, it's not about me and Chris. It's about us as a body of believers. Um, and we have many um, amazing men and women of God who join us night after night um, for these broadcasts. Um, and it's and we're a body of believers. I mean, the Bible says that he is building us up for a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. And the Bible refers to us as the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, um, each one of us being individual members which make up this body. Um, and so when I say we're intercessors, um, I'm referring to all of us in general. Um, last night, I'm, I'm saying I'm a lot, aren't I? Anyway, um, I sort of want to just get started with this tonight. Um, so last night we had a, well, um, let me back up. Uh, the last um, four days um, I had taken off from the broadcast to deal with some family issues and one of the days I was just um, just worn out and exhausted um, and didn't do the broadcast and Chris just covered the whole broadcast which was unbelievable um, the anointing and the presence of God and um, the grace and the mercy of the Lord that we live in and, uh, and we attempt to walk in every day of our lives and so last night was my first night back to the broadcast in almost a week and um, trying to get back to the flow of it, trying to get back to the commitment of it. Because um, we do this every night, not for us, um, not so we can have a ministry. We really don't care about that. Um, we And it sounds easy to say, but we really don't. Um, my whole desire in life has nothing to do with you. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way, so please don't get offended when I say that. Um, but everything I do really has very little to do with what other people think or believe or feel. Everything I do is done with the desire and motivation to please the Father, to dedicate every minute of the rest of my life to Him, to worship Him, to spend time in His presence, to come before him as often as possible and to know him as I have been known by him. Um, the verse in the Bible that says that talks about us knowing him as we have been known, um, someone who's known every um, atom in our being, someone who formed and fashioned us from our mother's womb and even before that spoke out and created has called us into existence and 
and declared that he had a plan and a purpose for our lives before we were even conceived. And so my whole goal in life is for him. Um, it's It really doesn't have to anything to do with anybody else. Um, but through that relationship I have with him, the outpouring of that is a compassion for the loss and a compassion for the body of Christ, that the body of Christ would be able to, if by any means, come into a deeper sense of intimacy with the Father, that me and Chris through these broadcasts um, can make known the mysteries of the revelation of Christ Jesus into the earth and of the possibilities that exist in Christ Jesus, which many would consider foolish or impossible when we talk about conversing with the living God and we talk about having a relationship or use words like intimacy with the living God. and But that's been the focus and the goals of our lives, um, and we live it. It's not just something we say. And when I say we live it, I'm saying we really do live a relationship with him. It's not always perfect. We're not. We're never perfect. Um, the Bible declares that Jesus Christ has forever perfected us who are being sanctified, which applies to all of us. But in our own lives, um, the Bible says no one is without sin. It says all have sinned and fallen short to the glory, short the glory of God. Uh, but it says we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through. Christ Jesus, for Christ Jesus, and everything is because of him. But we live these lives of intimacy with him, which is a day-by-day process. It's a day-by-day growing experience. It's a day-by-day, um, sometimes it's a struggle, sometimes it's wonderful. Sometimes everything is going perfect, and sometimes we're messing up, and the Lord has to chastise us. Um, but even when the Lord chastises us, it's good, because the, the Bible says, um, a father chastises those who he loves, and when the Lord chastises us or he disciplines us, it's not for it's not for the sake of just punishing us. It's for us. It's for teaching us, um, and that we can be developed and become mature in our faith, become mature in our relationship with Him, become mature in our character and our integrity, and that the end result being that we are like Christ. Um, You know, the word Christian in the very beginning wasn't even necessarily a good word. And it was, from what I heard, and I could be wrong about this, but from what I remember of Bible college, um, when they first started using the term Christian, it was a negative connotation that sort of stuck. Originally, it was just the people of the way or the move. And But, you know, when it comes down to it, um, with denominations and the various different religions out there, um, as for me, I serve the Lord Jesus Christ with every ounce of my being, with every breath that proceeds out of my mouth is done for him. And I leave it all to him and I give it all to him. And though I'm not perfect, then I mess up constantly. And um, as much as I would love to say that my life is completely dedicated to him, it's a work in progress, which It'll always be until the day that we are with him in eternity. But, you know, the Bible says that we are very confident that he who has begun a good work in us will complete it until the day of Christ. Um, And so I say all that to say that we're intercessors. God has called us to intercede 
on behalf of the na- of the nations to be like the Father. You know, Jesus said that he didn't do anything unless he first heard it, he, unless he first his Father told him to do it. He never said anything unless he heard it from the Father. And we, in the same manner, in the process of becoming Christ-like, take on his characteristics and take on his attributes, the compassion of the Lord. Um, it said the Father, that Jesus would look upon the masses and when it's like the story of the sh- of the feeding of the five thousand, the interesting thing about the story, um, well, there's a lot, but um, before the story even really begins to unfold, the disciples um, are looking at this great mass and saying, "You know, Lord, just send him away. Let us go home. We want to be done. It's been a long day. We're tired." And you know, G- it says Jesus looked out upon the masses and saw that they had traveled many days, and um, I believe and hadn't had anything to eat and he didn't want them to faint on the way back home and he said um, it has said he had compassion on them because they were like a sheep with no shepherd and that's a really sad statement because it in itself describes the condition of the world in which we live and that we've always lived in a sheep with no shepherd People, individuals who are all seeking with every thread of every ounce of their heart and desire is seeking something. Many of them just having no clue what it is that really will satisfy them. It says in Isaiah, come to the waters, you who are thirsty. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and which doesn't satisfy? And, you know, many of us spend our lives searching for things, never knowing why it is that the things we're searching for don't satisfy us and it's because we become like sheep without a shepherd without someone to give us clear guidance and insight and clear direction and to lead us in beside those still waters and lead us into the green pastures and just allowing us to rest and to take in the nourishment um, and the joy and the peace that comes from being provided for and being secure and so Jesus looked out upon the masses and saw them and was moved with compassion in the same manner so are we moved compassion for um, the people of this world and it doesn't make a difference whether they're Jews or Greeks or, or um, believers or unbelievers alike because when it all comes down to every one of us whether we're currently believers or those out there who don't know the Lord Jesus at one point we'll all stand before him. Every single last one of us will stand before him who was pierced and crucified for the world. And we will stand before him who is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. The Bible declares is the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. The one and only begotten Son of the Father who was with the Father, and the Bible declares that all things were created through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And this very Jesus Christ, who left this place of such splendor and magnificence and honor and majesty, and came to earth in the form of a man, that he could be crucified upon a cross and have the weight of the sin of every human put upon him, that we could walk in newness of life, that we could have 
a restored relationship to God the Father, that the relationship that we lost so long ago through the sin of would be restored, that our consciences could be wiped clean from sin, that we could walk and like it says in Romans chapter 8, it says, um, now therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. And so it's into this grace that we stand, rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God, knowing that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, knowing, as it says in Corinthians, it says that I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And it doesn't say just a few, it says all. Like it says again, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Or the scripture that everybody knows, for God so loved the world, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And that's me, that's you, that's the next door neighbor, the old lady down the street, the man in the grocery store, the lady, the teenage girl behind the checkout counter. It's all of us um, that he died for. And the Bible says he after he was exalted and seated at the right hand of God, it says he lives to make intercession for the saints, that he has become, even when he had completed the work upon the cross, his work was not finished, because now he lives to make intercession for us. And it's not even so much of a job, but a lifestyle, that he has now become an intercessor, which is what he always was. An intercessor is someone who's, who intercedes, who stands in between two different parties and bridges a gap, which is what we are. The Bible declares that we're ministers of reconciliation, ambassadors of reconciliation, reconciling the world unto God. And, you know, a lot of that doesn't usually come from words. Um, I um, was watching this movie the other day called Hitch, um, and something they said in there is, as he said in the beginning of the movie, 80% of what you say to people isn't coming out of your mouth. Um, and you know, 80, I believe 80% of intercession has nothing to do with what you physically say to someone. And, you know, 80% of salvations has nothing to do with the words that are physically spoken at any time, but it's from the seeds that are planted beforehand. It's from the prayers and the intercessions and those men and women of God who are willing to stay upon their knees in front of the Father to intercede on behalf of the world, that it would not be consumed. And if that sounds like a strange statement, it's, it says it throughout the entire Bible, whether it's Jonah going to the city of Nineveh or Abraham interceding on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah or Isaiah interceding or how many of the Old Testament prophets or even the Apostle Paul saying that I pray without, that talks about praying without ceasing and he says, um, after I've heard of your love and faith in the Lord Jesus, do not cease to make mention of you in my prayers. Do not cease to make mention of you in my prayers. And then he says that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. The eyes of your heart being enlightened, that you would know 
What is the hope of his calling? You know, let's um, turn here for a second. This is uh, Ephesians chapter 1. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. And it says in verse 15, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. You know, this is Paul praying this for the believers. And we too, in turn, should be praying the same way, that the eyes of our understanding, of the body's understanding would be enlightened, that this body of Christ would know what is the hope of her calling, would know her place in the Lord Jesus Christ. It says that we are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom we are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And so, back to the beginning of the story, which is now almost 20 minutes ago. Um, so at the end of this broadcast, like the end of the first hour of the broadcast last night, um, there was a caller, and I was still trying to get back in the swing of the um, broadcast after a four-day absence. And a lady answers, or is on the line, and I'm not sure if she's calling just to listen or if she's calling for prayer. Um, but she started to tell me that she was from Singapore and that she needed prayer. And the first thing that came out of my mouth is, who are we to pray for you? What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God? And I was thinking, how is it that we, in this broadcast, are in a position after a few months of someone from Singapore is calling, needing prayer? And then something I realize is because we're there. 
and you're there with all the different shows that are on Blog Talk Radio. There's always someone there. There's always someone live. There's always someone with a cell phone, someone with an email. And we could literally have 24-hour, seven-day-a-week prayer nonstop where the nations of the world, because, you know, we're international, um, the world's technology saw to it that there's no more gaps, there's no more bridges, there's no more oceans to cross. Within seconds, we are interacting with men and women and children on every corner of the earth. And whether it's this broadcast from 10 to 12 every night or someone else's broadcast, there's always someone out there who could be interceding, standing in the gap, praying on behalf of the nations, making themselves available, saying, Lord God, here I am, use me. And allowing the God of grace and mercy to use you to bless someone else, to give part of your life to someone else, to give minutes and days and hours to someone else. Because, you know, that's what it's all about. It's not about this two-hour broadcast. It's about the body of Christ. Because, you know, we're all individual members of one another. And there's a whole world. I was working on the website a little bit ago, and there was two different quotes I wanted to put up on the website, and I couldn't really figure out which one was the best one to put up there. And one of them said, why should anybody hear the gospel twice until everyone has heard it at least once? And the other quote said, we talk of the second coming of Christ, yet half the world has never heard of the first. But that takes men and women of God. That takes intercession. It takes, you know, Jesus said, to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers out into his harvest. You know, it says in um, Romans 10, verse 15, let me turn there real fast. Or verse 14, I'm sorry. It says, how then... Oh, let me back up even more. <laughs> verse 9. Or verse 8. <laughs> but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him, Jesus, will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jews and Greeks, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? 
And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. You know, um, I was thinking before the broadcast about sowing and reaping. And there's a parable, and Jesus was talking about sowing on good soil. And, you know, we live in a time with no excuses. We have the ability to reach out and touch people in in the blink of an eye. And the Bible declares and says that you should pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers out into his harvest. And Jesus said, you say there are still months until the harvest, but I say, look up your eyes and see they're already white and ready for harvest. And just like the lady who called us from Singapore last night, who spent the night in a trash can because it was the safest place for her to sleep, who needs prayer, who needs intercession, who needs men and women of God to go before the Father, stand in the gap, and intercede for her, to believe the word of God for her life, to believe the promises of God for her life, knowing very well that the Lord God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider, knowing that the scripture says that Jesus himself said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive them. It says again, if we know he hears us, we know we have the things which we ask of him. And so I say tonight that we are intercessors, interceding on behalf of the nations. And before we go out and start using our voices to talk to people, we should be going before the Father to intercede for those people. And then once we're there with the Father to get his insight, to get his revelation, to get his blueprint, to get his battle plans, to get his designs, to get his perspective, to scour the word, to search the scriptures, that we would know the things that have been freely given to us by God. To know of the authority and the power we have in the word of God. The authority and the power we have in the name of Jesus. Which it says is exalted above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. That he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so I urge you. And I can't even tell you how urgent and sincere my request is that you become intercessors standing in the throne room of the living God whether it's your prayer closet or whether it's your car whether it's your bedroom whether it's your desk at work that you start interceding on behalf of the nations start interceding on behalf of the men and women who are around you even the ones that you may never talk to. 
Start interceding for the people that pass by you in their cars. Start interceding for the people you see on the street corners. Start interceding for your friends. Start interceding for your families. Start interceding for the body of Christ. For the time is coming and now is where men and women of God are being swept away, thrown away with various doctrines and teachings. When men and women are heaping for themselves or like gathering their own teachers so that they can hear the words they want to hear and not the words of truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there's men and women and children out there who have yet to hear the name of Jesus, who have yet to understand the power of the blood of Jesus, who have yet to understand that their sins have been washed white as snow, that salvation is a free gift for all and to all who believe, and that the only thing it requires is calling upon the name of the Lord and trusting them. You know, I heard a story once, um, and I say this not meaning to insult anybody or to say anything negative about anyone's religion, but there was a preacher a long time ago named Dwight Thompson who had constantly made trips to India on missions trips. And, you know, he said the first time he went out there on the way there he was excited he was like I'm going to go serve God and he got there and he saw their condition he saw the poverty he saw the need he saw the hunger and the desperation and the women and men and children to an extent that he almost wanted to just turn around and give up just at that. And while he sat in this hotel room, the man who was leading the missions trip came up to him. And he said, I want you to go out there and don't think about winning all of India. But go find one person and pray for them. Find out what need they have and meet that need with whatever that you have available. They need food, give them food. If they need water, give them water. They need prayer, give them prayer. One to one to one to one, and it makes a difference. One lie. The Bible says that there is rejoicing in heaven when even one sinner comes to repentance. Can you even imagine the rejoicing in the Father's heart when one person who didn't know him comes to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, places their trust in him, and has their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And then, as I say almost every broadcast, it says that he takes their name and writes it upon his hand. 
saying, I'll never forget them. I'll never leave them. I'll never forsake them. And, you know, Dwight Thompson said after this, he went out there and he started just praying one to one to one to one, interceding, making a difference to one person at a time. And he said he noticed something that it was this one time of the year where masses of people, hundreds and thousands of people would make pilgrimages to the Ganges River, which I've heard is a very filthy river. And it's filled with all sorts of waste and everything else. And these people, with their belief, will go into this river and take all the filth of this water and rub it upon themselves because in doing so they think they will get redemption for their sins and their sins will be washed away but it's because no one's been there to tell them that someone already did the work for them that there's nothing left for them to do but believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who already died upon the cross for their sins, who already rose from the dead and ascended to the right hand of God the Father, where he forever lives to make intercession for the saints. And so, who's there to tell them? Who's there that's willing to go? And, you know, I firmly believe that in every country and every place, you know, the Bible says that he has appointed everybody their dwelling places. And meaning the Lord has you where he has you for a specific reason. And that you weren't born in whatever country you're in right now by pure accident. It was because the Lord had a plan in mind for your life. And... You know, our friend in Singapore right now, there are men and women of God, old men and women, even young children who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who can be there to make a difference in this woman's life. But it takes intercession. It takes men and women who are willing to go go before God and intercede on behalf of her. Intercede that the Lord would provide for her. Intercede that those men and women who are right there will get supernatural revelation of the next step and the Holy Spirit would lead them and guide them into the right place to meet up with this lady and to provide the need that she has. And you know, intercession and prayer makes a difference. And there's a million ways you can preach it and talk about it and contemplate it and think about it. But it comes down to going before the Father, conversing with Him, remembering His Word, remembering His promises, remembering those things that He said, 
and speaking those things into existence, agreeing with him upon what he already said, so that his word may be fulfilled, that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. So anyway, our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, please give us a call. We have a chat room open at um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. If you need immediate prayer right now and you can't get to the phone, please give us um, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And so we're going to take a really, really quick break, um, about two minutes and or so, and then we will be right back. Lord, we say, how lovely is your dwelling your prayer tonight. 
place and we can dwell dwell in these hearts tonight Lord draw near to us tonight Lord saturate us in this place Lord rivers of glory streams of healing Lord streams of mercy Lord for all those who are thirsty tonight a resting place Lord a resting place Lord make this your resting place Lord give me your heart tonight Lord we surrender our hearts to you we surrender our hearts Lord everything that we are we surrender now Lord to you Jesus we surrender Welcome back to our program. I know we only have um, a few minutes left in the broadcast. Um, so I'm just going to throw out um, some prayer requests for y'all. Um, consider it homework assignment for tonight. Um, as always, um, our caller, Ophelia, who is in Singapore, that the Lord would grant her divine favor and mercy. And grace that he would provide a way for her to have shelter and safety tonight and every night that the Lord would be her provision for anything that she needs um, that he would bless her abundantly and provide a way for her to have security safety stability and a deeper revelation of the knowledge of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, um, Chris's stepmother is in the hospital. They just found out a little bit ago. Um, And they're probably going to do surgery. And so pray for her as well. And then we have a prayer request for Gracie, who had a, a heart attack and is in the hospital. And... Then we have Marshall. We're praying for the Lord to remove the cancer and tumors from him. And we have, who else do we have? Um, And we have, I forget the other lady's name. We'll just call her, I think it was, we're calling her Janice. Janice has, um, has been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And we're praying that the Lord completely and totally deliver her and that all the cancer will be removed and gone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, dear friends, um, once again, we're wrapping up another weekend episode of Prayer International Radio. If you need prayer at any time, please feel free. Um, visit our website, Prayer International at dot org. Um we have a one eight hundred number on there. As always you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail dot com if you need prayer. Because um, even though the show may be off the air or we're not broadcasting, we're still praying and we'll be constantly praying for you. Um and constantly believing for you. So um 
let me say um, that I'm praying that the Lord Jesus Christ will give you all grace and mercy and favor and a deeper revelation of his presence. Our phone conversation in a second. You still there? Hello? Hello? 